If talking about new travel destinations or discovering the latest travel gadgets gets your heart racing just like mine, well then, you are in the right place. Hello there, I'm Katrina Rountree and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Come, our podcast about the wonders of travel, a place where we share memories from recent trips and we dream about upcoming adventures. So get your passports ready and join me for Journeys to Come. Well, he is easily one of the world's most recognizable entrepreneurs. He's also a travel tycoon, knight, grand dude, and aspirational space traveler. His name is constantly coming up on our show. Of course, I am talking about Sir Richard Branson. For so many of us, you are our travel icon. You are surrounded by like-minded spirits today, people who love travel and adventure. Thank you so much for joining us, Sir Richard. How are you? Um, it's always lovely to talk to you, and I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm couldn't be couldn't be happier. I'm actually in um, in the Virgin Islands at the moment, which is my uh, second favourite, well, actually my favourite place in the world. <laughs> and, and Australia is uh, my equal favourite place, and uh, love 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 my trips down there. And uh, wish you know we're, we're trying to build planes so we can make the travel time uh, a fraction of what it currently is. So. Uh, one day we'll be able to visit you much more often. And I know when when you say that you are setting your mind to doing something, it will come to fruition. It will absolutely come true. Just so people know, uh, Sir Richard is actually calling in from his home from Necker Island. Set the scene for us. Where, where are you sitting? What are you looking at? Is it just gorgeous? Uh, it, it is honestly one of the most beautiful places in the world. I'm sitting on top of the hill uh, all around, surrounded by beautiful uh, water and reef, reef all the way around us. I can hear the chirping of lemurs, which um, if anyone's seen the film Madagascar, King, King Julian is down there chirping. <laughs> um, we've got uh, giant tortoises waddling by. We've got um, a flock of uh, uh, 600 flamingos. I can see uh, uh, about 10 of them flying over at the moment oh. between, between ponds. Uh, so it is sort of heaven on earth. We're, 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 we're um, a lucky Lucky family, and uh, this was an island that I found when I was 27. There was just one palm tree on it, nothing else, and fell in love with it, fell in love with the lady I found it with, and uh, we've turned it into a spectacular home. And we get a lot of a lot of people from Australia visit us every year, and and um, uh, and you know we're lucky, very lucky too. And uh, Billy, Billy and Fiona Chalk, they bring um, groups of people here, and. We're very lucky to share it with them and get to know a lot of lot of new friends. What sort of an experience do you want people to have when they visit your home, when they visit Necker Island, because it is so magical? Well, um, we, we want them to be inspired to come up with brilliant ideas. So on Necker Island, uh, the elders have, uh, um, came out of Necker Island, um, which was an, an organisation that Nelson Mandela and Archbishop Tutu and Kofi Annan and others started with us and, and, and they're going to try to resolve conflicts. The oceanic elders came out of it where, where, where we're trying to protect species in the oceans that are being decimated. Um, the Carbon War Room and the B Team, um, which, is, which are organizations trying to tackle uh, uh, the issue of global warming. Um, the Global Drug Commission, which is an organization where we're trying to get governments to cease that see sense and, and Stop locking people up for taking drugs and and help them and mm. decriminalise it so that they they can come forward and get help. And so lots of great things have come out of it. And then you know we do all these serious stuff until lunchtime, and then we play 
in the afternoons, lots of kite surfing, lots of tennis, um, lots of partying in the evenings. So it's a good mixture. It, it's a wonderful combination. What have your grandchildren taught you? I know that uh, I, I follow you on, on Twitter and, <laughs> and read your stories. And I was just reading one story about when you were watching uh, the toddlers, I think, think it could have been Etta and, and Artie and you were watching them learn how to walk and, and you, well, I, there was I, a I lesson mean, from that. The great thing about kids is that they fall forwards and they pick themselves up and they fall and they pick themselves up and it doesn't matter how much they hurt themselves, they, they carry on until, they're, until, they're, um, until they learn to walk and, um, and you know, I think that, that is a lesson to life. Um, you know, we've, it's much better to try things uh, and um, yeah, to fall occasionally and, and learn from falling and picking yourselves up and, 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 and moving forward than it is to um, cover yourself in cotton wool and, and mm. you know, sit watching television. So yeah, I'm a great believer in living life to its full. I wanted to ask you about that that spirit which you are famous around the world for, and I think I'm asking for tips here because when I first met you, I didn't have any children, you didn't have any grandchildren, but you've always been famous for this sense of adventure. Where does that come from? Is, is that something that, that your parents passed on to you? My, my mum was, and it still is, incredibly adventurous, and she would you know, want us to stand on our own two feet from a very young age. So, I mean, she famously pushed me out of the car and made me find my own way to Granny's house one day, and, and you know, if I, if, if if we're going five miles and I was quite young, she'd put me on a bike and tell me to bike in the pouring rain to get there. And Really? That sounds <laughs> terrible. I mean, it, it, I mean, today she would get arrested. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, but I think um, we survived. I, I, I think brought my kids up in a not so dissimilar way. And they are now, you know, embarking on great adventures every year, which they dragged their dad along to. So they, they had to watch me doing it when I was a kid. And, so when they were kids, and now mm. we all go on these adventures together. Um, and I mean, this this year, sorry, last year now, September, we 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 all took the month off, and we, you know, did a two and a half thousand mile um, hike, um, bike ride, um, swim uh, from Switzerland all the way through Italy, and ended up on a beautiful island, and you know, um, climbed climbed a climbed a volcano. So we, we, anyway, every, every year we try to set ourselves a challenge and see if we can overcome it and see what so we're So what's on the bucket list for you? Well, I've spoken about space for a long time now and we're back on track and I just hope that by the end of the year we'll be up, up and away. Um, and um, and that's the, you know, that's the challenge we set ourselves for this year. Um, and, um, you know, we've got our new spaceship is, is, is built and going through its tests at the moment and um, and you know, I, I would I would I would be very disappointed if we're not into space by the end of the year. So um, that's going to be a, a tremendous challenge for the year. I remember once you were telling me that you you have this goal not only to 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 send us all to outer space, but the dream is so much bigger that you were you you were telling me about space hotels and and being able to stay out there in the future. Is that is that do those sort of things churn through your mind still? What is the grand picture for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, there are so many things that space space has already achieved for. You know, mankind back here on Earth. Um, you, know, connect, you know, connectivity. I mean, I suspect that 
this phone call is going via satellite somewhere mm. in the world. And, you know, we're going to be putting 800 satellites, more, more satellites than anyone's ever put up into, into space um, to help connect. But, you know, the three or four billion people are not connected. Um, uh, we, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we're working on a point-to-point um, travel at very fast speeds. Um, and I think that hopefully in my lifetime will be, will, will, will be able to deliver that. Um, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, we, you know, obviously we're, 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 we're working on the possibility of, of um, uh, hotels in space. And I love that one, idea. One, you know, one for a man called Bigelow who's been working on this for a long time and, um, and I suspect that you know, we'll end up working with him on that. But, um, but um, so a lot, uh, you know, there's, a, there's a lot out there to achieve. We've even invested in a, in, in a company to try to mine asteroids as they pass through, pass, pass the, uh, past Earth and bring some valuable, <laughs> valuable products back to Earth. So we'll see, see that maybe may, may pie in the sky or pie in the sky. You, well, but it, but it requires a dreamer. It requires someone to put those ideas out there. I know that for, for many people it's um, it's possibly out of their reach at the moment to, uh, to get themselves a ticket to, to head out of space, but not all travel adventures need cost a fortune. And I was just wondering if you had any experiences that you could share with us where you don't have to spend a fortune to have a wonderful time. Have you got some favourites? Um, well, my favourite thing I do is kite surfing. And uh, kite surfing costs almost nothing. I mean, mm. you, you, you just have to buy a kite um, and... Um, and learn to kite, and you can learn to kite in about seven hours. Um, I'm uh, coming towards my 67th birthday, and you know I expect to be kiting into my 90s, and um, and you know I, 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 I can find nothing nicer to do, and it's it's much easier to learn than say skiing or um, you know, and, and if you fall, you, you fall on water, you, you don't fall on ice or anything unpleasant. So. Um, and it's much, much safer than it ever was in the past. Um, but, um, you know, we, we, I've spent my lifetime creating beautiful places around the world for people to, uh, to go and... And enjoy. Um, mm. And enjoy. And, and, and I mean, we I, I have a particular passion for islands, and we've got a tiny island in, in Noosa, just off Noosa, called Makepeace Island, which I think you've been to. Um, I certainly have. It's beautiful. <laughs> And, and once again, it, it's like Necker in the sense that um, it's a place of positivity. Anything can happen. It's a beautiful surrounding that um, conversations flow freely, and and that's what I suppose your intention was. Exactly, and it, you know it happens to be shaped as, as a love heart, which is rather pretty. So we, we sometimes call it Make Love Island rather than Make Peace Island, but either way, it works. Um, and um, uh, and it's we've done it in Balinese style and. Um, so when I come to Australia, we always make a point of staying there. Um, um, and then we have lovely game reserves in Africa. We have four different game reserves. Um, we have a vineyard. So, you know, people want to see, you know, some of the, the best um, sightings of um, uh, of leopards or cheetahs or wild um, painted dogs um, or elephants. They, they, you know, we've got Ulusaba, which is mm. South Africa. Um, and then we have everything from that to um, Morocco as as well. I know has a special well, place in yeah. your heart. Mor- Mor- Morocco, the Casper Tamadot, right up in the mountains, and um, and then we have a lovely place right in the middle of the migration 
um, uh, in Kenya. Um, so, anyway, a spoiling, a spoiling of choice around the world, and um, uh, and you know that's it's a lovely hobby trying to create these really special places and something which I love to enjoy them. Want more travel in your day? Well then, join us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Journeys to Come and follow us. And while you're there, hey, how about you share your own travel pics and stories with the hashtag Journeys to Come. I always take a notebook because that's been my, my way of remembering things in life and writing down ideas and I always just find I'm learning, learning, learning wherever I am and, and I love, uh, you know, if... Uh, you know, uh, ca- catching, capturing everything. Uh, Do you keep all those notebooks? Is there an intention to to possibly pass them on one day to your grandchildren? <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, I, I I wrote losing my virginity um, and um, uh, from my notebooks, um, which was my first autobiography. I'm I'm actually writing a new autobiography, an updated version called Virginity Lost, um, which will come out most likely the end of the year or next year. Fantastic. Um, okay. And and the and and so the best of the notebooks, people don't have to go through wade through lots of notebooks will be in these books that I've published and um and I just think, you know, by by scribbling little anecdotes down, you, it makes the books that much more interesting. I'm curious what luggage do you choose to use? I'm I'm always beating up my suitcases. I'm always deliberating what is the best brand. Are you are you able to say what which one do you go for? You know, I'm not a brand person, really. I, 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 I'm uh, just. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I'm quite lucky. I got. A, I have a wife. Um, lucky uh, number one. Can't uh, believe who, she puts up with you, but you're very blessed. Exactly. Um, who um, uh, used to work as a. Uh, she was a, from quite a poor family. She used to work in a pawnbroker shop, um, and uh, and that's where I found her originally. And. So one of her, her job in a pawnbroker shop was to fold the clothes when people brought them in um, to um, uh, store on the shelves and, um, and and maybe sell. And so she is the great, the best packer of suitcases ever. So uh, I've I've delegated um, to Joan um, my suitcase packing. So. You've struck gold. <laughs> I struck gold exactly. When you and Joan like to go on holidays, where where do you love to go to together? Um. Well, uh, we, we, you know, we love Africa, we love Australia, mm. we love, um, you know, I mean, obviously we're spoiled, our home is it's like a holiday. Mm. Um, uh, but, you know, we, if we're going with the kids, they love skiing, so we'll, try, we'll, we'll go to maybe Verbier in mm. Switzerland, and we love, love, love that. And, um, and um, you know, so, you know, we're lucky, we have, a, we have airlines, <laughs> and uh, so getting, getting around the world... Um, you know, we, we, we wait for an empty seat in one of our planes mm. and then try to catch a lift um, and um, try to um, blather an upgrade. <laughs> Does Joan have as strong sense of adventure as you do? Was that, was that, I mean, obviously Joan is exquisitely beautiful and a wonderful, wonderful Scottish character, but, but, but does she match your sense of adventure? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> Thank um, heavens. We're, we're, we're complete opposites in every way. So um, it works because, because she was brought up in a poor family in in Glasgow. You know, she never learned to swim. She never, you know, learned to play tennis. She never did a lot of the things that you're able to do when when um, you know when when your family have got you know some some you know basic resources.
parties. And um, so fortunately, I suppose my kids have taken after me. But, uh, but I pity poor Joan because she now sees the three of us going off yes. adventures together. And um, she has to, she, but, but she, at least she's got the grandchildren to look after. So um, she's, um, she doesn't, yeah, she, she's got a distraction, which is good. While you're listening, why not add some travel to your inbox? Sign up for my weekly travel updates at journeystocome.com. And I know that Australia has such a special place in your heart, you mentioned, with Sam as well, with all of your family. What is it that, that gets you excited when, when you get on the plane to head out to Australia? What, what do you look forward to? Just the people of Australia. I think they're very, you know, they're, they're uh, fun outward going. Well, you lot are fun outward yes. going. Um, uh, and, um, and I think that you know, they're... they're you know, we, we, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're chip off, chip off the old blocks. I think we're, we've got, you know, we're, we're, you're not stuffy. I don't, I like to think we're not stuffy and, um, you know, fun part, you know, love to party, love to, you know, love a great, great outdoor people. Um, you know, all the kinds of things I like surfing, kite surfing, mm. and if, um, are all the kinds of things that Australians love as well. So, um, have you and, got a favorite uh, place to go kite surfing in Australia? Is there somewhere that you're like, oh, this um, one is fantastic? Well, uh, I, I mean, surfing, I, I love to go to uh, Noosa. Um, mm. uh, so, well, actually, more maybe actually surfing more Byron Bay. Actually, mm. um, they um, uh, water get water goes. This is, 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 is oh, a, fantastic. Is a, break, a break, which I really like. And there's a nice little hotel called Ray, Ray's there. Oh, it's so lovely. Which is lovely, and. Um, uh, kite surfing. Um, do you know I haven't um, done a lot of kite surfing in Australia, actually. And um, uh, I have kite surfed at Noosa, which I wouldn't say is the best for kite surfing, but um, you know, but it's um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's still just it's still nice to you know get out in the kite there. We think of you as having travelled everywhere to to every single corner of the globe. But do you still have a, a bucket list destination? I know that for me, I'd love to go swimming with the whale sharks at Ningaloo. And and a, a while ago, I, I really, really wanted to go to Cuba before Castro passed away. Do you have a destination that you're like, oh, I really, really want to tick this off the list? I think, I, I mean, I've, um, I've, I've been lucky enough to you know swim with humpback whales. I mean, like, you know, it's just off um, uh, Dominica Republic in the, in, in the Caribbean. Mm. You get about a hundred humpback whales congregate with their young, and um, you can take a yacht out and spend you know two or three days with them, and that's fantastic. Um, I have swum with whale sharks off Mexico. I've swum with great whites off Mexico. Um, uh, sailfish off Mexico. Um, so um, I think the one place. Uh, I've been to the Antarctic. I've been to the Arctic. Um, both both exquisite. Um, South America I haven't explored yet, and that's um, still very much on my bucket list to try to um, you know, uh, spend time um, exploring South America. Have you done Galapagos? Been to the Galapagos. Oh, um, and um, but we're quite lucky, you know, that Necker Island has more species uh, than any Galapagos island. So. You know, we have we have giant tortoises, we have uh, scarlet ibis, white ibis, flamingos, lemurs. Um, you know, we're really spoiled right here at home. So, 
I've just got to ask you a quick question about about um, NECA once again because I, I know that you're so proud of it. But is that right that when you first took a look at it, were you just trying to impress Joan, who was your girlfriend at the time? Were you, were you ever intending to buy it in the first place? Um, I was completely right. I was. Um, she was with her boyfriend in New York. Uh, it was the weekend coming up, and I was trying to think how I could persuade her to come and spend the weekend with me. And being a naughty boy, um, you. She had a boyfriend at the time. <laughs> uh, well, most 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 people have boyfriends or girlfriends at the time when they split up and meet meet the love, <laughs> the love of their lives. But anyway, um, and. Um, so I just pretended that I wanted to buy an island to an estate agent, and the mm. the um, estate agent laid on a house, and they laid on a helicopter, and they sent us two tickets, and um, uh, and so somehow I managed to persuade her to come down for the weekend, and um, and we 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 fell in love, and we fell in love with this island, and um, and yeah, the rest is rest is history, as they say. Well, all these years later, you are there as a family. I know that you are at such a happy point in your life. I am just wondering, what are some of the lessons that you would like to pass on to your beautiful grandchildren? What would you like to teach them? What could they learn from you? Well, I think, you know, that the most important thing for kids is lots and lots and lots of uh, love from their parents. And, you know, I was lucky enough to have it from my parents. I think um, Holly and Sam were lucky enough to have it from Joan and myself. Um, and I you know, believe that, um, you know, Holly and Sam have found fantastic partners and um, and they will give their kids un- unreserved love, unreserved praise um, and time and energy and effort. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, you know, lots of, you know, lots and lots of praise, very little criticism. And, um, and, uh, and, and then obviously, you know, you make sure that you you, you, know, you do your best not to spoil them. I mean, I think mm. in any kid that's given more than one or two presents on their birthday or, or Christmas don't don't really appreciate that mm. they'll appreciate you know one or two special presents. But if somebody suddenly you know puts twenty presents uh, you know in front of them, uh, you know they'll rip open the packages and not not really appreciate any. So you know it's just it's trying to get you know get get a balance a balance with with your kids and then. You know, give them the satisfaction of, you know, achieving their own things in life. So my daughter became a doctor, and um, my son uh, went off and you know started making feature films, and um, and they both did their own thing separate from their dad, and mm. you know now they're helping 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 me out a bit, but um, you know, but they at least they're helping me out from having had the satisfaction of doing their own things, and um, I think that's important as well. Do your grandchildren call you Grand Dude? Is that right? I tried to get them. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's the uh, end they, result? They, they suddenly, uh, they suddenly came out with Richard, and uh, oh, I quite like and, and and so I, I think I will will forever be called Richard by my grandchildren. Well, Richard, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show today and we wish you all the very best and we look forward to all of your wonderful adventures that are in front of you. All the very best of luck from us at Journeys to Come. It's always always, always a delight to talk to you. So um, uh, hopefully see you next time in Australia. Absolutely. Cheers. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Travel is often best shared with friends and family. So please share this podcast with your travel companions and make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed wherever you collect your podcasts.
I hope you enjoyed our our long chat with Sir Richard. I mentioned earlier that he had just found out he'd become a grandfather for the fourth time and I was so pleased he he was in such a chatty mood and and he shared the joys of travelling with his children, with his family. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Journeys to Come. If you want any more information on the places that we visited, all the people we spoke to, then visit our website, journeystocome.com, for full details.